Maybe I did play at least a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> Ready there? Yeah, I had, my, I had my headphones on backwards. Oh, okay. Listen to 88.3 WTs after further review. And here with myself, Derek Lawson, Frank Vashner, and David the Man of God Harris. And uh, into our last segment here, where uh, we talk a little bit of NBA round ball, as you like to say. And uh, it's been a pretty good week this week. The Eastern Conference Finals are set. Miami. And Boston, and now it looks like it could be L.A. versus L.A. in the bubble, which a lot of people predicted at the beginning of the season, but they need the Lakers game five can close out later on today on Saturday as we tape this against the Rockets. And I believe on Sunday, the Clippers had an opportunity to close out the series on Sunday, but they had an opportunity on Friday night to close it out. But Denver pulled it out. So that series is three two, I believe. So. Uh, like I said, my dad has told me this is some of the best basketball he's seen in years. What do you guys thought? I will, I will say that our, our Eastern Conference Finals between uh, Miami and Boston that's going to be uh, that's going to look like uh, a lot like the '04 Pistons playing defense, especially Miami. Right. I mean, the, Celt- the Celtics have been showing it too, but I think you're going. These are probably two of the more well coached teams. In the East with uh, Eric Spolstra, Brad Stevens. Mm-hmm. This is this one. I think that East final, it's going to be knockdown, drag out. Out. So we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm kind. I'm actually kind of leaning Heat and seven. Mm-hmm. But either way, either way, I think this series goes the distance. David. Yeah, I would say I'll probably go Heat and six, but. Yeah, just me personally, I'm, like, it's been good basketball. I'm not going to say it's, like, surprising good because playoff basketball is always good. You just didn't know, kind of, like, particularly in the East, like, people were saying, oh, Milwaukee, but if you listen to most of the experts, they're like, oh, Miami has the key, Miami has the key, Miami knows how to neutralize Milwaukee, what they're good at, and we saw it on display. I'm kind of surprised, just, just slightly surprised that, Toronto didn't pull that out, but in playoff basketball, you know, you can't, in winning time, you can't, you know, have a negative 10 plus minus. You can't have a negative 20 plus minus. You got to be consistent. You have to be, you know, kind of all hands on deck. And unfortunately, Toronto just came up short. But yeah, it's going to be a good series Um, in the East, the West. What we expected, Lakers, Clippers, maybe LeBron tries to do some intimidation tactics, talking, you know, trash, quote-unquote trash talking with Kawhi Leonard or some stuff. Maybe, you know, the whole playoff feed thing comes back and, you know, the king of L.A., that whole conversation can happen. But, yeah, playoffs are shaping up good. And it's, 
it's going to be a good conference final. Yeah. But kind of going to the West last night, hype the Nuggets uh, stayed alive with a 111-105 victory. Hey, I'm kind of... Kind of looking at this, trying to find out where the difference was in this game. game. And I look at Paul George going 4 of 10 from 3-point land. And, I mean, 26 points on 8 of 18 shooting, but not really impressed by going 4 for 10 from the long line. And the Clippers as a team were 16 of 42. Denver ain't alive though although Jamal Murray 26 points on 9 of 25 shooting not not overly impressed by that of course you gotta give it to Michael Porter Jr. for knocking free throws down down the stretch he went 4 for 4 but as we look at our other game which will be tonight Height and see if the the Houston Rockets end up gone fishing. And after tonight, right, is the Lakers won one ten to one hundred. This is the here's the problem I have with the Houston Rockets. It's Russell Westbrook shoots them out of games. I mean, I believe it was in. Uh, I believe it was game three of this series. He had 10 points on 15 shots. It's not going to get it done. Uh, and then also, also in game, of course, he went 8 of 16 with 25 points. James Harden, 21 points on 2 of 11 shooting. 16 of his points came with the free throw line. And, of course, P.J. Tucker... MIA in this one, a big fat goose egg. Hey, and really the only guy to produce off of, and the guys that produced off the bench were uh, were Jeff Green, Jeff Green, Ben McLemore, Austin Rivers. But we should we should mention about uh, a miscreant from the Rockets who decide who basically pulled a hold my beer and watch this to Lou Williams. And that would be one Daniel House. <laughs> and I've been, I've heard like different accounts of this. Apparently he had someone who wasn't authorized to be in the bubble with him and although there's others that say well this was someone who was doing like all the health screenings and stuff and uh, he decided to for lack of better terms get it on. <laughs> But take it what you will. It ended up getting in him, him getting the boot. He's not going to play, and uh, probably as a result, and not that it was. I don't think it was going to make that huge of a difference, anyways, because I already thought that the Rockets were going to be gone fishing after tonight. Right. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I guess the small small ball just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. You're not you're not gonna win if Russell Westbrook is is only get is putting up more shots than points, or if James Harden is is going two is going two for eleven, but getting most of his points at the free throw line. So 
But then again, I'm a, I gotta say, as for a all LA final, I'm, everyone's talking about how great the Clippers are. I'm they're start they're they're starting to show some they're showing signs of weakness as well. So we'll we'll see how it goes. I know you. I think you said that their series against Denver was only going to go six at most for the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, and they go six, didn't it? Well, it will go six. Right. So That's what I'm saying it went six, didn't it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, game six of that series, I believe, will be Sunday. Yeah, Sunday on ESPN, and at one o'clock. And then the Eastern Conference Finals game one is on Tuesday. Yep, Tuesday night. On uh, ESPN, and I believe measure John Tesh for you. Yeah, there finally we got some Tesh going. Even, even though it's now for Fox Sports College Basketball, I think the Western Conference is Wednesday, and the official home of the Western Conference Finals is TNT. Yeah, I believe you are correct about that one. Mm-hmm. Well, I know I'm correct. I mean, I'm not trying to be cocky. Yeah, I, but yeah, I just didn't have to have that in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if. If, if Houston wins tonight and goes to Game Six, which would be on a uh, Monday, yeah, Game Seven will be on a Wednesday. If it goes seven, if not, then I believe it's Game One of the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, and then it, obviously, then if it gets pushed, it goes Game One of the Western Conference Finals on a Friday. But I doubt it'll get that far. I, the one thing that I what did we say last week? You wanted to put the D in front of Mike and Tony's name. I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't watch. I just was wondering if we should. And, and what did I say? Don't do it because it got to be consistency. And what happened? Not consistent. And so right now he is Mike and Tony. And after, after tonight, if your prediction is right, he'll be out of a job in Houston because the contract's expired. Yeah, I th- yeah I think he'll probably end up hanging it up now. With that said, some more coaching carousel news as the Thunder have parted ways with Billy Donovan. Billy the Kid. Where did... Now, there, there. I guess there was... I don't remember who brought it up. It was David who brought it up that he was going to go to Milwaukee, possibly. But Milwaukee says they're going to keep Budenholzer. Yeah, I, I see them keeping Budenholzer. I mean, there's no point, really, of getting Billy Donovan. Budenholzer... Does he mess up sometimes with adjustments? Yes. But let's face it, Milwaukee is a one-trick pony. It's Antetokounmpo. And you got to admit, he did a pretty good job of keeping them being competitive with when Antetokounmpo left out, got stole a game, and then was still close, I believe, in game five. Uh, They need a little bit more depth. But here's the problem with Milwaukee. If you sign Giannis to a big deal... Where you're gonna get more of the depth? I mean, it's the Bucks are just a very solid team, but they need to find him a sidekick. I think Chris Middleton's more of a three guy, uh, number three man, than he is really number two. Bledsoe, I think if you have better talent around, could be pretty decent. But I don't, you you can't put him as a main guy. He's a he's a cog. He's a, he's a guy that he, he he will play his role well. But if you're asking him to do too much or put too much on his plate, he's not gonna be the guy for you. Yeah, I agree. So where do you think Donovan ends up? Does he end up with your Bulls, or does he go to Houston? Well, that's assuming if, they uh, let go of Antony. Well, the contract's up, so I don't know if they're really letting him go. But he could go back to Houston, but with the dynamic of Russell Westbrook, you used to coach him. And I heard it was kind of not really 
it was okay, but it wasn't the greatest relationship. Um, to me, Houston's got to make some changes. If I was a coach, you can't have. You got to get it where I really think Houston would do well. And I don't know. Harden would have to work on this. He he always wants to work on these step backs and these individual one on one moves. But to be quite honest with you, he's I think he's one of the best ever ball dominant guards in the NBA ever. His problem is is that he doesn't play well without the ball. Once he passes the ball, he just fades somewhere, and then he wants to do his damage. I think if Harden wants to be elite and start winning championships. Same thing with Russell Westbrook. You're more dangerous without the ball. It makes the game so much easier. If they will just let a guy that is a pass-first point guard come in, and then you have Harden and Westbrook on the wings with Harden, with Westbrook driving. Harden could be a catch-and-shoot guy or a catch-and-make-a-move guy instead of him having the offense start with him, and then you know the guys are waiting around. I wonder if he's going to pass me the ball type of ball stuff it's not gonna work it's just not yeah yeah but didn't they try that a little bit with um chris paul there i mean granted chris paul wasn't like a like totally kind of ball dominant but they, yeah but they but did attempt that with they did and it was successful but guess what happened chris paul got injured remember they had golden state on the ropes they were up i think 3-1 i believe in a series and they had two times they had a chance to actually close them out and they didn't but in that series, if you remember correctly, Chris Paul had a hamstring injury. And it makes you yeah. wonder, if Chris Paul wouldn't have got that injury, could the Rockets have superseded them? And if they would have beat the Warriors, everyone was saying that they were going to be the team to beat in the finals. So it works, but I don't know yeah, if Harden is, is going to fully commit to that. This is one of those situations in your career, you're kind of like Jordan, but they wanted Jordan to, to, to get in the triangle offense. They said, you're a great one-on-one player. you get got all these great individual statistics, but everyone else is not getting involved. Or if they got to sit up there and wait to see if you pass the ball and they're not in rhythm, you're not going to win. I mean, it, it's going to be making you easily guardable. And that's the point that I think Harden is at. You're going to have to change your game to the point where you're going to have to get more guys involved. They're going to need a big you need a big in the NBA. I understand you want to do all that small ball stuff, but getting rid of Clint Capella was a mistake. Uh, and, and and Westbrook's not a point guard. He, he's a two guard, and he makes costly mistakes in the games, costly turnovers at the wrong time. Dynamic score, you can talk about all, all that triple-double garbage, but he probably does that most of his numbers are first through third quarter, but in the fourth quarter, he doesn't do much. He, he, he He's horrible. He can't shoot. It's bad that you, you're on that elite level and you're a guard and teams won't even guard you at the three-point line. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking because, like, I know kind of with Chris Paul there, like, they were that dynamic. My thing is kind of now that Harden has become that de facto kind of, I guess, point guard because Russell Westbrook's really kind of like a shooting guard combination, point guard combination center. Like, will they be resistant to bringing in someone that then that Chris Paul kind of pass first kind of leader role to kind of facilitate that offense or is it just going to be like oh nope no we're the quote-unquote old guys that's how we're doing and here we're going to deal with the small ball and well the we small just ball kind of want to dictate work. enough 
You got to get well. You got to get a coach in there that's going to try to have to convince your superstar how it's going to help them, and that's what Phil Jackson did for Jordan. But it, 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 that's the that's the fact. That's the fact of it. He has to start turning into a guy to get your teammates involved and play a little more off the ball. This swinging the ball around and trying to give it to PJ Tucker and hoping and praying he makes a three because he's also another one in the fourth quarter. He can't remember that series. What was that series where they missed 27 three pointers? Was that against the Warriors? The I one believe year? it was. Yeah, was yeah. Had, and I think that was a game seven after they had they were up three one on them and they had twice, well, really three times to close them out. And then in game seven, when the Warriors tied it after tying it up, they missed 27 three pointers. You, you can't live and die on the three. I mean, you, you got to have some mid-range. I understand that Russell Westbrook is driving to the hole, but those aren't easy baskets he's getting. Those are contested. You need a, a guy like a Clint Capella that you can throw an alley-oop to uh, or someone that's going to get easy a rebound and an easy putback. I mean, Anthony Davis is just killing them on the boards and putting it in. And then on top of that, playoff Rondo showed up. I mean, it, it, it is kind of crazy how he just showed up now, and he's really giving them the edge to the Lakers, which I think might be giving the edge to the Lakers to win the championship if Rondo keeps playing like he's been playing. Yeah, he's got he's got to keep this up, though. Right, but he can. He's, he's, he's pretty consistent. But with the Rockets, if they want to start turning it around and winning championship, they need to bring in a guy that's going to be a facilitator. This happened in OKC with Maynard. When Maynard was the, you know, the starting point guard, and they moved Russell to the two, Oklahoma City looked way better. Now, obviously, at that time, Harden was coming off the bench. But when they put Russell Westbrook at at the one, he's too chaotic. And one, he looks for his shot too much. And, like I said, when he looks for his shot too much, he dribbles in the trouble and then wants to pass when he gets in trouble. That's his problem. He passes only when he gets in trouble. You can't be the point guard and passing the ball only when you get in trouble. You need to be trying to create and pass to create for someone. And, and he still hasn't learned that lesson yet. Yeah. All right, we got about another minute, fellas. What do you got? Wrap it up. Well, uh, today I'll probably be spending time working on some stuff for Friday Night Victors. I just already submitted my Division Four and Division Five top ten rankings. Yeah, you did mention that. Things. Plus, I'll be working on my best games piece of 2020. That's still a work in progress. Yeah, I'll probably be watching a little bit of college football that's finally back. Yeah. David? Yeah, college football is back. Football, football is back. But more importantly, Premier League soccer is back. That's where you got to be. Hmm. Not for Americans because you got the NBA, the WNBA. You know, there was one day was a whole bunch of the all that stuff going on. Football, college football, everything. Premier soccer can wait. No, global, global game. See, that's the problem. That's why... U.S. soccer is so bad. Everyone wants to watch the other sports. You got to tune into the best. Well, I, I would tune into the Premier League on a regular year when there was no NBA or WNBA going on or football or anything like that. Yeah, I would actually tune in. But right now, David, you got to understand. I mean, um, you, you got to think about it. We got other sports going on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But because yeah, the other. The other seasons are in playoff mode. This is kind of the start of the season where everyone has a chance to kind of kick butt, take names. But it'll be interesting. And I mean, everyone's going to watch playoffs, playoff sports regardless. So. Right, right. Now, what do you got planned for the rest of the weekend besides are you going to make uh, bread into uh, uh, 
fish in the bread or whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, not, not this week. I'll save that for next week. This week is all about sports, catching up, mm-hmm. just trying to do the good work. Water into wine or, as Frank said, a Long John Silver's value meal for 5,000 people. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe wine into whiskey. Right, exactly. Well, David, man, you have a good weekend, man. All right, see you next week. All right. That was David, the man of God, Harris here. Make sure you always tune in to us. We always have it on our live stream. We always have the podcast up on SoundCloud and on iTunes. WHUT's after further review with a picture of Frank Bash and the horse's head. And like you said, you're going to be watching some football, 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 Frank. Yep. And writing about football, football, football. But no refing. <laughs> well, who knows? Um, not this weekend, at least. And how Amazon going real quick? going well okay. so you, you've been keeping busy we'll be back next week then the week after frank won't be here because he'll be having some wedding fun yep so we'll have to wait for david the man of guy harris's nfc full preview not bad but like i said i'll be doing the same thing get a little bit of sleep may eat some sushi today and uh watch football and basketball this has been a presentation of 88.3 wgt's after further review for frank bashner and david the man of guy harris i'm Derek lawson We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Have a good weekend. We're out.